pleased to be joined by Jake Williams. He's the creator of Bright Sun Films. He takes an in-depth look at closings of businesses as well as bankruptcies, as well as abandoned places of business across America. He joins us here on WTMJ. Jake, thanks for joining us. Yes. <laughs> thanks for having me. I appreciate yeah. it. Yeah, One of those abandoned buildings, one of those shuttered places, is Milwaukee's Northridge Mall. First off, what is your reaction to the decline of the mall, um, along with the deterioration of the building that's been sitting abandoned here for almost two decades. Yeah, it's uh, it was definitely one of the earlier malls to go in the the grand scheme of things in in malls in, in America. I mean, two thousand three, I believe, when it closed. Um, that's pretty early on, and I think there's a there's a lot of reasons why. I mean, crime in the area has been a bit of an issue for a while. Um, and because of that, people stopped going to the mall and then stores started closing and then people stopped going to the mall because the, there were less stores. So it was a, it was a never ending circle. It was a snake that was eating its own tail essentially. And the, the mall, you know, declined through the early 2000s. And like I said, closed in 2003. So in the past 20 years, it's, it's just been sitting there doing nothing essentially uh, until the past five of five or six years when people started getting into it and, you know, the building severely declined. Uh, and I guess that's the mess that we're in right now is where you have this enormous 1 million square foot structure that no one's caring for it. No one cares about the building itself, it seems. Obviously, that's been a, a huge problem for everyone who lives on the north side of Milwaukee. Sure. And it's it's just been snowballing right along with it. How does the decline of this structure specifically, again, as, as you mentioned, um, and as was, was previously documented, even through the, the, you know, 80s into the 90s um, with, with everything else that went on with, within the city, uh, some of the issues with Jeffrey Dahmer, everything else. How does the decline of this structure um, and the commerce within, within the mall, how does that compare to other malls across the country? Naturally, as we're saying, it, it happened much earlier. Honestly, this, uh, in the case of Northridge Mall, it, it was one of the earliest I've ever seen. It When you look at major mall decline now in America. A lot of people attribute it to e-commerce, Amazon, everything else online that you can buy. So when you look at Northridge, it was well before those days. uh, And it was really just a case of such a bad perception and maybe a bit of a case of too many options in the area. You, You had Southridge on the south side of the city, which was another million square foot plus uh, resale center. And there were tons of L parcels around the area that that people can go to. Um, Walmart moved into the area and took a huge chunk of that. So it it is an interesting case that you have this rather good-looking mall, something that was very beloved through the 80s, and you have a very sharp decline of it through the the late 90s and early 2000s. And I'm sure a lot of people who live in the area remember how how awful it was looking towards the end there. And, and obviously now it looks so much worse. Yeah, for sure. No, it, it's, it's a, a huge uh, site of blight in, the, in that side of the city. I think there's no denying that. So, of course, the news coming that Northridge Mall has been sold to an uh, investor out of Milwaukee, Phoenix Investors. I want to get your reaction about that, about the sale. Um, naturally, you know, there, there's just so many different tracks and there's different varieties. What ends up happening um, to malls across the country, as, as, uh, as you see when you, when you drive around or anything. What is your reaction to the sale uh, of the Northridge Mall? Well, the sale is a good thing. It, it's certainly a surprising development, especially for people who weren't uh, on the inside of this looking at, you know, the, the discussions being made. 
Because everyone on the outside, especially for me, you see Black Spruce, this company that doesn't reside in America. It's a company across the seas, essentially, with a clear disconnection to the reality of what was actually happening at this property. They didn't take much interest or care into it. And that's been going on with the many, many years of legal battles with the city trying to get it demolished. And now you have this company locally coming in and promising that they're going to do something with the structure finally. The Northridge Mall site is one of the largest parcels of land in the city that can be developed from a clean sheet. So you see a lot of these buildings, a lot of these malls turn into Amazon distribution centers since there's such massive blocks of land that could be developed with these massive buildings on top. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens here and if they actually end up reusing the existing structure or if they just tear everything down and start from a clean sheet. And I'm sure the city is going to be very happy if that happens because the main contention here with the city is that they didn't have the money to demolish the building since it's going to cost so much. It's a positive development, that's for sure. Speaking with Jake Williams, he's the creator of Bright Sun Films here on WTMJ. He takes an in-depth look at closings of businesses as well as bankruptcies of large corporations as well as abandoned places of business across North America. One of those, of course, is Milwaukee's shuttered Northridge Mall. So so at this point, what is your thought um, with the future of the structure, with its with its current condition, I guess we'll call it? Uh, wh- what are your thoughts in, in comparison to other malls across the country of what you're seeing? What are your thoughts on, on the future of the structure? Yeah, it's been sitting there for a long time, and it's also been trashed more than many other buildings I've seen, especially malls. People have torn this thing apart. It's been scrapped. I mean, the plumbing, the infrastructure of the building itself has been frozen over 20 times and it's in awful condition. And that, and to my point on the other question as well, you know, Blacksburg wanted to make this into a mall. That was just never going to happen. This building is far too gone to economically make a business case to return it to a mall, something that in an asset class is declining as a, as a whole. So reusing the building, I, I would be shocked if they, if they got away with that, um, they would have to strip everything out and start from scratch, essentially. And I'm really not sure if that's going to cost any less than it would to just demolish it and start from a clean sheet. I think uh, some some malls in the past have saved their anchor stores. They save those out parcels and demolish the interiors of them and reuse them as warehousing space and whatnot. So there's a the potential that they use they uh, they do that for this property. Um, that'd probably be the cheapest way to go about it. But I, I would be shocked if they use anything uh, more than just the anchor spaces. Jake, it's kind of interesting and sort of ironic in the way of uh, the failure of Northridge Mall, but the success of the Southridge Mall, of course, with the Southridge uh, surviving uh, that, and and so far they've done uh, relatively well. Is it unusual for one mall to fail? Many cities, you know, have several different malls across an urban area. Um, Is it unusual for one mall to fail and one to succeed? Uh, in, in some ways, yes. In some ways, no. I think the reason for Southridge succeeding where Northridge did not, uh, Southridge is in a arguably better location. Uh, it has better highway access. It has owners that kept up with the building's interior. And I think if you look at 
Northridge and Southridge are side by side. Uh, Northridge is definitely a product of the 70s and 80s, whereas Southridge is a a much more modern structure that has been renovated, has been cared for. And tenants and consumers take notice of that, and they prefer to shop in a, a space that is uh, at a higher quality. And I think you can pass around the idea that, uh, you know, Amazon has killed a bunch of retail and whatnot. But the reality is when you look at a bunch of malls that do succeed in America, they do so for a few reasons. And one of them is just by appearance, just by the the quality of the, the service that they're giving you. If it's a pleasant atmosphere to shop in, then there's obviously going to be more of an appetite for people to, to shop there. I think with Northridge, you know, there were there were a bunch of issue, issues with it to begin with. And one of them was that they didn't keep up with with appearances and they they weren't uh, they weren't up with what consumers expected at that period of time. So there's a there's a lot of reasons why a mall would work in other cities and, and why it wouldn't work in others. Um, and I think it all comes down to the, the owners and their attitude of of how they're going to take care of it. I think Southridge, too, is is probably still alive today because of Northridge's demise. When you have several million square feet of retail space in a city uh, and then you have half of that closed suddenly, there's sort of a power vacuum. And then everyone takes their business to the one place that is open. And and that maybe is what kept uh, Southridge alive. And finally, Jake, um, we've we've documented the high crime rate on the north side of the city, Milwaukee, a lot of dilapidated roads up there um, and not as many jobs as there once was Uh, with this redevelopment. Is this, you know, in in what you've seen with your research with other malls across the country, is this the point at which uh, the north side of Milwaukee can grow from this? Is there does this does this renovation um, help? the north side to improve? I think if you remove any blight from an area, especially something that's a million square feet of abandoned structure in one area that's, you know, 30 acres large, there's always going to be a net positive in the surrounding area. You know, we mentioned that a lot of retail around it, you know, there's lots of out parcels in the Northridge area that are abandoned now, and they, they closed soon after Northridge went because it it was an overall decline. And when you have something that big, an, an economic driver of that magnitude that closes, it's going to affect the local area. You know, I can think of the Dixie Square Mall uh, in the Chicago area, in the suburbs of Chicago. That mall had been closed for something like 30, 40 years, this rotting, you know, huge thing of blight. And the local area suffered for so long. These homes across the street were going for $30,000. It was, it was a really unfortunate situation. A lot of people had to put up with owners in the city who really just did not care for the well-being of their livelihood. And when it, is, when it did get developed, you know, you saw a, a boost. Same with the Randall Park Fall in Randall, Ohio, I want to say. I believe so. That yeah. whole area was redeveloped into, a, into an Amazon distribution center. and. Again, while it's not the best use of the land, in my opinion, it, it is something there. It, you know, the, the blight has been removed and the area can once again thrive. There's, there's a positive local perception. And I think that for whatever reason and for if it makes any sense to anyone, you know, perception is sort of everything right now. It's, it's all about how people 
think about that area. And when people think positively, when people see development and uh, things happening, you know, it's a good sentiment and they want a part of that. So I think with Northridge, I think if it is developed, there's something to be said about, you know, that area finally seeing a, a rebound. And with that, I think crime goes down, you know, the the median income goes up. I think uh, a lot of positives come out of it. I, in my opinion, especially with commercial development, I always like to see stuff that's actually going to benefit the community. I, I like to see trees and, you know, a, a infrastructure that's going to benefit the surrounding area. You know, that the, the roads need to be redone. The, the infrastructure around that area just needs to be spruced up and, and made to look nice. And when you have a, a building this large, it's essentially a lawless land. You have a, a mall that you can go in and basically do anything you want. So, of course, that's going to encourage crime. I mean, there, there's no doubt about that. So once it's removed, I think the area should get a lot better than it is right now. Jake Williams, once again, the creator of Bright Sun Films. You can find, he actually has a movie out as well right now, uh, Closed for Storm. Uh, you can find that on Prime Video as well as YouTube, on Google Play and the iTunes Store. Otherwise, you can find the rest of his uh, videos, um, Bankrupt, Abandoned, uh, several series on there. You can find that on, on YouTube. Once again, Jake, thank you very much for joining us here today on WTMJ. Thanks for having me.